was the night before Taylor Swift. And all through the house. (laughs) It's so intense. I know, I know. It's like, for anyone who doesn't know, in order to get Taylor Swift tickets, it is more difficult seemingly than Hamilton tickets or Cursed Child tickets, which Alex has successfully gotten in the past. Yep, yep. Wait, did we, we did succeed, but it was like a multi-pronged approach to both. I think that you were the point person on both of those. And so I don't totally remember how it happened, except that you did both in one year and you were like this is the most successful year of my life nothing will ever surpass this that is true i mean it was at the height of hamilton and cursed child before we found a jk rolling a term so both are (laughs) both were in high demand at the time yes this would have been the shows were in different years but you got the tickets like pretty close together yeah well the cursed child tickets like we got them like what like a it was like a year year or more in advance Yeah, because we Hamilton like, was that Christmas, like 11 months yeah, before Christmas. Yeah, we were like, oh, so we will be in London like, <laughs> for Thanksgiving. A year, a year from now. That was a great trip, though. That was really fun. Oh, we had a wonderful time. We, or I at least, had not realized prior to our London Thanksgiving trip that in other countries where they don't have Thanksgiving at that time, Christmas begins like so early. <laughs> I mean, I am on that train. I was ready to put up the tree this weekend. Like, I'm like, who gives a shit about Thanksgiving? Christmas is here. It's just my whole adolescence and early adulthood, I had watched Love Actually, and it says like six weeks before Christmas. And I had never processed that that is like early (laughs) mid-November. I mean, that seems great. You get to really extend that Christmas cheer by a good month. And you know what? I think we should just forget about Thanksgiving as a holiday and just like move on. But food. That's true. That's true, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of just like, I'm in the mood for Christmas this year, and I'm full speed ahead. I The retail stores and I are on the same schedule. <laughs> well, I almost said like, oh, Christmas starts right after Halloween. And then I was like, oh, other countries also are not as nuts about Halloween. I will say, though, that there is a house that I drive by on my way to school every day where they had like the giant nine foot tall skeleton from Home Depot for Halloween out. And they have since added a flannel shirt on him and put out a Thanksgiving blow up turkey. (laughs) And I really am enjoying that decoration choice. Um, That's the best thing I've ever heard. I can't wait to see if they're going to dress him up like Santa. Do you think... That that skeleton is there year round. He wasn't there before Halloween. So maybe he's a new acquisition. Oh my God. Maybe they purchased him and they love him so much and they can't bear to take him down. And come February, he'll be like handing out chocolate roses. I would love that. I'll keep you updated. Please do. Speaking of Christmas though, we're getting in the spirit here around Comathon. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> it is time. Well, welcome to Romcomathon. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. And we're here after an extended break. We were both very busy, but we're back. We're back with ooh, a Netflix original, Falling for Christmas, starring Lindsay Lohan and a man named Cord Overstreet. I did not recognize him, but when I saw his name on the Falling for Christmas Wikipedia page 20 minutes ago, I was like, oh, What do I know you from? And I clicked on his name, his extremely recognizable name, and he's from Glee. 
yes, Alex, when I told her we were watching this movie, she goes, oh, the one with Cord Overstreet? Because my wife fucking loved Glee back in the day. She recognizes her mistakes. We move on. But <laughs> um, she was like, oh, yes, Cord Overstreet. And I was like, who was he in Glee? Because we stopped after like three episodes. So like, four, I don't, I, think, I don't, but yes, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know anyone who showed up after episode four. Um, but he, his, yeah, his face is just okay. Oh, I also thought that, by the way, Cord Overstreet was like a stage name, but no, that's his actual name. Right? So well suited to be ugly. And I think in like a Netflix Hallmark situation. Well, truly. Neither Matt nor I recognized him, and Matt was quite disappointed in his like kind of existence, I think, because he was like, would it have killed them to get Aaron Samuels to play this part? I know, that would have been great. That would have been so he was like, funny. What's he doing? Watch that actor have had, like, an award-winning eight-year run on Better Call Saul or something (laughs) that we just don't know about. Yeah, that we have no idea about. Like, he's on some acclaimed show that we're not watching. I gotta say, this film was unhinged. Like, (laughs) I was, within the first, like, five minutes, I was like, what is happening in front of my eyeballs? It was so much worse than the other films, but also somehow like the comedic factor was so high. It was both so predictable and so bizarre. And midway through, I think I was like, I love this. It's like watching monkeys right. That is true. You're not wrong. I was like, I don't know if I was like in the right headspace for this film, but I was like, what is even happening? What is even happening? Well, when we first watched A Christmas Prince, which I think was the beginning of this long saga of us annually watching these movies going like, what is happening? We were like, oh, it's like they had an AI write this film, right? Oh, correct. Yes. (laughs) It's just getting better or worse. Yeah. Like the AI is, I don't know, like running out of ideas, maybe? It's either evolving or breaking down, and I'm not sure which. Yeah. I was convinced that this was somehow going to be part of the Netflix Christmas Cinematic Universe, and disappointingly, it was not. But there is time. Yes, you're just like waiting for the dead mom's cousin to show up and it's Vanessa Hudgens. Or like a rogue mention of Aldovia or whatever other, what were the other fake countries? Aldovia. Yes, Belgravia. Uh, The terrible one is Panglia. Panglia. Terrible. Really bad. Do you feel like just every time we podcast, people are going to have to listen to us try to remember these countries? I know. Literally, I think it's like literally every every time we we, we watch one of these. Um, yeah. I was just hoping for another like, oh, your grandparents went to the Christmas market at Aldovia situation. Um, but sadly, it was not to be. But we did get a Netflix Christmas movie shout out on the TV screen. Yes, there was an ad for A Castle for Christmas, I think it was called. Yes, which I did watch last year. You did? Yeah, because I think Alex watched it and I happened to be there. I have no idea what it's about and I was going to look it up. A woman gets a castle for Christmas. I mean, what else What else Great. do you need? Cool, 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 cool. Is it in a fake country? Um, No, it's in Scotland or something. Oh. While we're on the topic of the universe, though, like yeah. it is possible that those other movies are fictional to Lindsay Lohan, but it's hard to say. Well, it was very confusing, right, with The Night Before Christmas, because somehow it was like both a Christmas Prince, 
like existed but also was a netflix movie or something was i it? completely forgot that movie existed so it took me like this whole sentence to realize you were talking about the knight before christmas yes <laughs> yes <laughs> um the other behudge yes that is the one where like the orphan black people haven't found her yet and she doesn't know <laughs> Yes, correct. They're like, she's the missing clone that's out in, like, Ohio. <laughs> that one has the crone. How did you forget about the crone? <laughs> I love the crone. I also love the Netflix universe through line that did appear in this movie, which is the old man who is obviously Santa. Oh, my God. Yes. Alex was like, do they get the same actor every time? And I was like, I don't know, actually. But then she was like, oh, why is Santa just here, like, fulfilling this situation for these, like, white people? Does he not have better things to do? And I was like, it is the magic of Christmas, okay? He is everywhere. And like all white people in recent movies we've watched, he has a child of color. Yes, yes, that is true. Speaking of, this kid is so stinking cute, but I have many thoughts on this child and her wishes and whether Santa did a good or bad job. But let me first... Uh, describe the plot for anyone who understandably doesn't want to watch this film themselves. Yes. Lindsay Lohan is a hotel slash ski resort heiress with no interest or prospects, while Cord Overstreet is the widow or owner of a small vacation, lodge, holiday, B&B thing nearby, living with, of course, a small child of color, his daughter, and her grandmother, his mother-in-law. This is relevant because the lodge is his departed wife's family business, obviously, and it's not doing well, obviously, and he wants Lindsay Lohan's dad, Jack Wagner, to invest. He and dad are both great skiers, as you might expect, and they have a little, like, on the slopes, back and forth, where it's clear that dad likes Cordover Street, but he's not going to invest. So he goes on his way, and then he and Lindsay Lohan in the lobby have a spilled hot chocolate meat cute that ends up not mattering at all. Yeah. <sighs> Correct. Well, except for the fact that he also meets Lindsay Lohan's, like, bisexual boyfriend. Yes. Lindsay Lohan... Um, is dating this terrible British influencer and also inexplicably cannot ski at all despite being the daughter of some kind of like ski hotel mogul. Yep. Um, You think she would have learned in her youth? (laughs) Well, this is the thing, right? Not to be whatever, but I was like, the man doesn't have a son. He didn't force her to learn to ski. Anyway, she uh, goes off with her boyfriend and he proposes to her on the top of a mountain. And then while trying to like take a selfie or whatever, she falls down the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Is largely uninjured, but hits her head on a tree and gets amnesia. I would also like to point out that this was a um this this fall was hap- created by Santa because um it was a magical wind that suddenly a gust that blew in and like pushed her off. Yes, so like simultaneously the little girl and her grandmother are like making like a typical visit Santa, make a wish, hang a thing on a tree thing and that's how Santa chooses to grant this child's wish. Yep. Yep. And I'll just say my complaints now. Two things. One, she hangs it on a tree and he blows it off. And like, she doesn't know it's Santa. Wouldn't you be so annoyed at your wish that you spent so much time on as like a six to eight year old child being immediately carried away by the wind? Yes, yes. (laughs) Off to apparently heaven or something. 
Second of all, she later says to her dad, like, I was looking for someone who could take care of you, like you take care of all of us. And it's like, he has chosen the worst person because Lindsay Lohan has (laughs) not one life skill. (laughs) Correct. But is apparently an incredibly fast learner, which we'll get to. (laughs) So... Um, she's hit her head. We don't know yet that she's gotten amnesia, but we soon will because Cord Overstreet <laughs> finds her while taking some lodge guests for a sleigh ride, as you do. This is how he spends his days with his seemingly one horse. Yes, and they are all having a great time. Like, they're like belting Christmas carols. I don't, I've never been on a sleigh ride. Is that what people do? People who choose to come to this failing lodge, apparently so. At one point, Matt was like, your Christmas decoration budget is fine. (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong. They have like, they had like a tree per room. It felt like they were in the Christmas market and we were disappointed to discover (laughs) they were not. But then we soon got to see the Christmas market, which is a staple of these movies. Correct. It's okay. Anyway, anyway, Lindsay Lohan gets taken to the hospital where they discover she remembers nothing about her life, but has fully retained her, like, may I see the manager personality. Yep. Um, These total strangers who are already down on their luck basically adopt her because she has nowhere else to go and no one is looking for her because her dad is away. Her boyfriend is on his own like sea story saga of being rescued by a rugged local poacher who doesn't believe in technology. And she told the servants not to bother her. Yeah. Which was a mistake. Anyway... They name her, or the child, names her Sarah. Her real name is actually Sierra, so they're pretty close. And then, obviously, she bonds with the kid and the grandma and falls in love with Cordover Street and learns extremely basic life skills, such as cooking and making a bed. But she gets good at it really quickly. (laughs) Well, my question also is, like, how much time has passed? It, I guess not, like... It was four days, days. maybe? It was four days between her, like, landing at their lodge and her going back to her dad's hotel. And this is good. I'm going to come back to this later. But how long before Christmas is it? I think it was also, like, four or five days, right? Because, like, they they immediately celebrate Christmas, like, the next day. Yeah. So it's, like, four or five days. Oh, okay. Because the kid is, like, opening presents when she's giving her press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, I've jumped ahead. So she's melting his cold, dead, widowed heart or whatever and coming up with ideas like, well, maybe you should have a fundraiser, blah, 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 which he doesn't want to do because who cares? But then they have the fundraiser and the whole town comes to pay back all the charity that he's given them over the years. And in a stroke of wonderful timing, her father has returned to be like, what do you mean you haven't seen my daughter in days? And the boyfriend has finally made it to a sheriff or whatever. And they come looking for her. She remembers her life. She remembers that she's engaged and she ditches her new lodge family to go back to her fancy hotel life where everyone is taken aback that she, you know, wants to make her own bed. (laughs) And she gives a press conference about her harrowing ordeal as a missing person and thanks the lodge and tries to get people to go there. Meanwhile, Cord Overstreet is kind of bummed, but his family encourages him to go confess his love. So they watch this press conference. They rush to the hotel. Turns out, obviously, Lindsay Lohan has already decided not to go off with her influencer fiance and broken it off with him. And they reunite. 
And she's persuaded her dad to invest. So although this was a troubling and strange ordeal and film, the little holiday lodge got three separate infusions of cash. So as it turns out, Lindsay Lohan is a real Audrey too. She is a parasite, but (laughs) she can make your business successful suddenly. She, um, let's talk about when she gets back to the hotel, like when she regains her memory and she's like, I'm a whole new person now. I make my own bed. They are like, she's like, I'm going to make my own breakfast. First of all, why would you? But you, you have people to make your food. Like you could just be less rude about it and eat some bacon. But she goes down to the hotel kitchen. She makes herself like what looks like a whole ass breakfast, like bacon, <laughs> like what there's like some sort of syrup cover pancake situation. I was like, wow, you have gotten weirdly good at cooking in the last, like, three days. Yes, a process that takes most people years to master. (laughs) Yep, but she's like, I'm a natural. Like, maybe she has a whole career ahead of her as a chef. But, you know, she's only had to learn, like, seemingly the three items. Oh, no, she maybe they also made cookies. Did she? I don't remember. Because, like, we actively see her learning to flip pancakes, but, like, maybe she's not, she doesn't have that wide a repertoire. You know, oh, that's like true. maybe like, it's just yeah. bacon, pancakes, eggs, and possibly Christmas cookies. So it's like breakfast foods and then cookies and then she's like, I'm out. Yeah, like I think you could feasibly learn that if you had nothing else to do. What was truly amazing was when she went when she was like, Oh no, I can make my own breakfast, like at the lodge, like before she got her memory back. And she was like, Surely I could do this basic life task, right? Not knowing about her previous life. And she starts, and it's truly like watching an alien who has like never like seen food in their lives. Like Yes. I was like, like has she also forgotten every movie she's ever seen? photographs of food eating food so like the first thing she's like she like has to pour some like oil into the pan and she pours way too much and i was confused i was like surely this woman has like decanted something in her life right like she has so many beauty products she has poured a liquid out of a bottle I don't honestly remember the details of this. Is she surprised by the amount? Like, is it a lack of control of the bottle? Or is it just that she doesn't know how much oil is required no, to it cook was a, a No, it was a lack item? of control. The first thing is that she can't figure out how to turn on, like, the little camp stove situation that he has set up. Which, like, Fair okay, fine. There is a knob there, but okay. Like, I accept this. Then the next thing was that, like, the oil comes out, like, too fast or, like, too much of it. And then it's, and then the last part is her, like, taking those eggs and, like, smashing them into the pan. That one was inexplicable. Look, you and I actually, surprisingly, I'm sure, do not have a lot of experience with the rules of amnesia. I know that's shocking for everyone to hear, (laughs) but yes. It is at least slightly more plausible than when Jennifer Lopez didn't know anything in that other movie. But clearly there needs to be some kind of school set up so that people like JLo and Lindsay Lohan can um, maybe take like a two week vacation from their lives to learn how to like put lids on stuff and pour bottles and then... (laughs) Correct. Come back to be reasonable partners to these men with normal jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I 
As soon as the movie started, I was like, this is so over the top ridiculous. I also did think that Lindsay Lohan's British influencer boyfriend was gay. So I, I felt kind of like vindicated in the end, like half vindicated. I was like, okay, he's bisexual. I accept this. Yes. There was also a moment of him with the rugged poacher that we were like, oh, yes. No. Us too. And we were like, surely not. But the whole rugged poacher, like, B-plot situation, I was like, this is terrible. Why is this even happening? But I guess they had to explain why, like, the British boyfriend didn't immediately, like, call for help, I guess. Yes, and it's Netflix, so they can't be like, well, he died. (laughs) Which is what you would expect to happen to at least one of them after fully falling down a mountain. Yeah, in the snow, Like, you would think that the boyfriend would have gotten, like, hypothermia and just, like, gave up and died on the spot or something. But even Lindsay Lohan does not seem to have broken any bones. Yeah, that's truly remarkable. Also, I made a joke. I was like, it's gonna be an Ethan Frome situation. And, like, I was pretty close. You were very close. You were very close. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. You thought the little girl was really cute, huh? Did you not? I thought she was cute. I thought she was cute, but also like unbearable. She was so perky. I thought her earnestness like even was like the most earnest I've seen from a Netflix child, like even more earnest than the one in A Christmas Prince. She is a child in a Netflix Christmas film. What do you want from her? I think she did a great job, but it felt like I was like, wow, this girl is like really just like bringing it. She like beams in every shot she's in. It's very remarkable. She was, she did a great job for an actor so young. I have to say, because I had no idea what happened in this movie, because spoiler, prior to looking it up, I had conflated it with Lindsay Lohan's movie Irish Wish, which is coming out next year, which I imagine we will also be watching. Yes. So I didn't know the plot. So I was saying like, maybe we should make predictions. And Matt, spot on guest, socialite content creator, by the way. So I was like, well done. You're really in the zeitgeist. Wow. I'm impressed with him. But obviously, when we met Cordover Street we were, and saw him like going back sadly, and like you hear like sound of children or whatever, and he looks really bummed, you're like, okay, so he's a widower. Yeah, 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 100%. Alex was like, oh, did she die on Christmas? Like, (laughs) (laughs) But then we were like talking about that recent complaint of ours where we're just like, white people are allowed to sometimes have white children. Yes, yes, I know. Well, this time we also had a not white grandma. So that was a new touch. (laughs) But Matt was joking like, well, there was a black person here. You just didn't watch in time. That's on you. And so we were trying to guess, like, okay, so two to six Christmases ago, there was a Latinx person here. Yep, yep. But now, but the child was so perky that it made it feel like mom had died more than seemingly like a year and a half ago. Yeah, no, and the kid was like, like me, her whole Christmas wish was like her being like, oh, I want to find someone to love my dad. So I was like, wow, this kid is like ready to move on. She's like, all right, mom's buried. She's gone, done and dusted. I am ready for a new mom. But here's the thing though. I think the kid was younger than some of the Christmas movie children we've seen before. Or maybe she just looks young. Like I think she was playing young enough that you'd be like, okay, this is her second Christmas without mom. Maybe the memories are like foggy. But she's still sad about it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. It's healthy that she yes. wants no, dad to move on. It's totally great. I mean, she maybe she's like, wow, dad is a huge bummer. So like, maybe <laughs> if I got a new mom, like things would look up for maybe me. Maybe mom would be more fun. Because dad, it, it is like, when he comes back and the kid is like, maybe this will happen. He is just like, that's optimistic. You're like, that's your child, sir. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but- I was just like, why in these holiday movies do parents talk to their children like they are strangers? Like, they're just like, gee, buddy, I don't know. <laughs> like, they're like a neighbor peeping over the fence with an unwelcome comment. Yes. <laughs> I thought, so Lindsay Lohan is also the child of a widowed dad and we thought that that would lead to more connection between her and the kid and it kind of does but it's less poignant than you would think because she doesn't remember yeah like she's like oh i like barely remember anything about my mom except like she like i don't know some memories kind of come back to her like in her amnesia yeah it was like oh she used to brush my hair and you're like okay yeah. I will say, though, I found both grandma and the kid. I was like, to be fair, these people are irritatingly optimistic. <laughs> like, like Cordover Street is like, we're having real money issues. And his mother-in-law is like, we'll find a way. Yeah. No, I mean, it's good. It's good, right? But it is a little bit like, clearly, even the other adult here has not taken a look at the books. Yeah. Like, no wonder, like, Court Overstreet had to take over this family business. Like, clearly this woman would have just, like, run this into the ground with all her, like, well, maybe a miracle will fall from the sky. In our prediction situation, we were being kind of like, okay, so what was the thing that the wife didn't finish that Lindsay Lohan's going to finish? And it seems to just be like, oh, there's a Christmas ornament we never got to put up. But, like, maybe she was the accountant. Maybe she was the one who said to Court Overstreet, um, honey, maybe you should not give away an entire wedding for free. Oh, I forgot that happened. Yep. Do you think that maybe she was, among other things, in charge of the finances and that is why they have now run the lodge into the ground? Well, I mean, I think that is what we can now take as canon. Like, clearly this woman was responsible for the day-to-day handling. Court Overstreet was like, I'm a do-gooder. And she was like, let's be realistic here. We got to pay taxes. Yeah. And she was like, I wish my dad hadn't gifted the business to both of us. Yeah. This would have been best kept as separate property. (laughs) Yep. Yep. She was like, maybe we should have thought about a prenup. (laughs) Because dad gifted the business to the two of them as a wedding present. Yeah. Right? Yes. People are very generous around weddings in this town. I, I, you know what? I think white people sometimes give houses to their kids at weddings. So I, maybe, I don't know. Well, I guess this was a brown person, so. Yes, but they had been there for several generations. So maybe they've lost some of their hard-nosed whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's fair. Actually, I don't know. How generous are, like, Latinx people at weddings? Maybe they're really generous and we just don't know. I feel like Chinese people just give cold hard cash, so. Yes, usually not enough to run a vacation business. Yeah, generally not, but just straight up cash. They're like, oh, don't even pretend it's like something else. Just give me money. Which I appreciate. It's very practical and efficient. No one has to like spend time deciding would these people rather like a toaster or would they rather like forks? Exactly, exactly. Um, How did you feel about Lindsay Lohan in this movie? I thought she was all right. She was okay. <laughs> there were ups and downs in her performance. Yes, yeah. It was um not as good as the parent trap or mean girls. <laughs> 
Although I have to say, when I was posting on Instagram about this, I saw that like on Wednesdays we wear a pink sticker and I was like, this should be on every post we ever make. I know. That is true. That is true. I endorse that. Yeah. There was a Mean Girls reference. Yes. Well, Alex really enjoyed the Jingle Bell Rock in the car. I thought that was sweet. Um, Yeah, she was okay. The thing is, is that she's a good comedic actress. So I I thought like she did all right with like those parts. I thought it was the earnestness that was a little more difficult. Yes. And also some of this was like the idea that this person cannot handle a flat sheet really stretches the limits of believability. It's not like it's a duvet cover. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Um, I was like, no one in their right mind would be having this much trouble with this situation. I I will say, though, her knocking the detergent into the washing machine, that wasn't her fault. Totally. (laughs) No, that was an accident. Her, oh, we did spend part of the movie discussing about how her face was looking better now that it had settled from her numerous plastic surgeries. Yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about that. I was just, but why? You have a perfectly nice face. You had a perfectly nice face. I think she started young and it's just, you know, she's got to keep going, I guess. Uh, Hollywood. Yeah. As long as she feels good about herself. She has a particular sort of, like, fake, like, evil stepmom vibe to her face now, and it's weird. Oh, no! Oh, Um, no. But you know what? I also disliked Cord Overstreet's kind of puffy jaw situation, so... I did not care for him. Like, his performance was fine, I just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. I had a lot of thoughts of like, well, they they didn't have that much to work with script-wise, I guess. Oh my god. Of the Netflix films, I got to say this ranked really low. Like incredibly low. Um at least with the Christmas Prince and like the like Vihage films, you under like everyone involved seems to like know that this is like ridiculous and stupid. And Yeah, and you lean in. Yeah, this one was just way too earnest. <laughs> Although, one random joke I liked was Valin Yagi is a fabulous fake brand name. That is true. But, oh man, it was tough. I I mean, we had a great time, maybe because we were eating Hot Pot, but here's a question about the Netflix movies. Do you think that Santa like hops from town to town like one week he's giving people sleighs here one week he's bringing calendars to people I can't remember which other ones he was in now yeah I can't remember either it's been a handful in this one he was just like roasting chestnuts with his where's Waldo scarf so but I was like do you think that Santa sort of like beams his presence into all these towns at once or that he can only grant like a couple miracles a year I don't know do you think he cloned himself well, does that dilute his power? We have reason to believe that in this universe, that's quite likely. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Although, do you think an argument for a Knight before Christmas or whatever it's called being in a different universe is that they have the old crone instead of Santa? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Or do you think maybe like the old crone and Santa are exes? Oh, no. I mean, like, you know, he clearly came out. That's a real, like, better. Sweeney Todd ex-wife kind of situation. Yeah. Bummer. Just just food for thought. Why is Santa doing so well? I don't know. Why is old crone suffering? I have no idea. Well, is she suffering? I guess she's still magic. Maybe it's like a witch thing where she's pretending 
to mm. live in poverty. Okay. All right. Okay. Because I buy that. Yeah. Like Beauty and the Beast style. Um. So the reason I asked how many days before Christmas it is is like when Lindsay Lohan hatches this fundraiser idea i guess it turns out they are fundraising from the town but initially it seems like they're sending out information to people who have stayed at the lodge before which you would assume would be people who don't live super close yeah so i was like who has time to come from out of town to this fundraiser when it's basically already christmas yeah yeah but it was just actually the town people which was you know which was nice there were some gays i was like great lovely progressive little christmas town it is yes Black mayor, gay residents. Do you think that they're all too nice to tell Cordover Street that no one wants the key to their room to be the size of a postcard? (laughs) Maybe. We actively paused to be like, are those the room keys hanging behind him? Is this why no one wants to stay here? (laughs) It's hard to like fit into a pocket when you're like going ornament. Yeah. When you're like going out for the day. There's not much to say on this plot, huh? Like, no. I, I think I, I'm I'm literally out of miscellaneous notes. Shall we go to bests and worst? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So what do you think was your um, favorite scene slash line? I don't know that there's a favorite line, <laughs> but <laughs> my favorite line was the silence when they were dancing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about their dance. I was working out a That was okay because if you just sort of like blacked out the rest of the movie since they yeah. weren't saying anything, you could be like, this is just a regular movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was fine. <laughs> um, the kid is cute. <laughs> The bisexual boyfriend is kind of cute at the end when he picks up a random hotel worker. Oh, I think the only, like, maybe good scene was... Well, I know that you had different problems with this movie, but remember in Moonshot when Lana Condor's foster mom basically was being like, it's okay to dump my son? Yes, yeah. That was really nice, and it was also really nice in this movie when... Grandma was basically saying to her widowed son-in-law, it's okay to let go. Yeah. That that was like a plausible scene that I could have watched in a different film. I can't say I had a best, really. Maybe the scene where she fell from the mountain. It was just so insane that it was happening. Although at times, the incline was not that steep. And I was like, she's still falling. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this, it's just like too much momentum. Like she can't stop. Like you think she able to stop. She hasn't point. hit anything yeah, yet. Like, I was like, is she falling on a solid bed of like snow ice? Like surely there's enough friction. Okay. What was your worst? Well, the memory montage that she oh had. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about it. How? How did I forget? First of all, the length of this montage. He is not Chadwick Boseman in Wakanda Forever. <laughs> like that's a good reason to show many clips of a person that you remember. He is alive, and we saw all these scenes. Like 20 it was minutes. like ago. the whole movie, like replaying. For the record, Wakanda Forever was great. But oh my God. And it just kept going. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. What else? Um, I think one of the worst things he specifically said, but to be fair, it was kind of funny, is like they get in a fight and she's like, blah, 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 memories. And he says, like, you don't even remember your name, which is a very low blow, <laughs> sir. <laughs> That was rude. <laughs> That's rude. And now I see the mean man who didn't want his daughter to be optimistic. <laughs> but the other thing 
is that I hated when she was like, go speak to the people, no preparation, you'll be great. Yeah. This is not good public speaking advice, and people are always giving it to others in films. Yes, it's true. Um, gosh, I don't even know what was the worst part for me. Oh, there's so I much to you would choose have from. It, it is hard to choose. It's the, the movie was very one note for me, you know? Like, it was one. all keening terrible yeah saccharine note so i i didn't have I, I i really didn't have anything oh you know what the worst thing was we didn't even talk about the raccoon puppet oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so when Lindsay lohan first like the very first night she gets to the lodge she like gets into the room and there's like the scrabbling noise coming from her window and she opens the window and there is this incredibly fake like taxidermied raccoon that prop that they've like put up against the window and she's like oh my god and screams and like rolls backward and it's this whole thing but the raccoon was so funny maybe that was my favorite scene i don't know there was a moment it was so puppet like that i truly was like was that a real animal or like is this some kind of von trap child style prank yeah amazing though amazing that they were like yes this one this is the fake raccoon we've chosen everyone had to approve that the producers had to be like yes that's fine the director had to be like okay yes made by the people who lost the bid to make the salem puppet in season one of sabrina the teenage witch (laughs) (laughs) all right how many let's do our people of color count okay Insignificant people of color. It was just grandma and Avi, the little yes. girl. But then I forgot about the people of color count until midway through. And then we were trying to go back like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Black guy at the hotel. Black yes. mayor. Yeah. Little black girl. The, the nurse at the hospital. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I was like, I feel like there was some at the hospital. Uh, The sheriff. Yep. Oh my God. Um, is this whole town like upper echelon, like a council run by black people? Like what a great town. Yes, it was definitely a situation of, like, the romantic leads of this film are white and everyone else. Although, what is this, like, black town doing in, like, the whitest place possible? I don't know why there are so many people of color at this, like, ski town because, truly, Matt was like, oh, I don't think we've seen any Asians, though. And I was like, no, it's a ski resort. I don't know. I think I've met, like, skiing Asians these days, and I've been like, wow, truly remarkable. My parents would have never done this. Yes. I'm trying to think. I don't know as much about the winter sports besides skating, so I'm not sure, like, I'm not saying there are no skiing Asians, just that I'm not hugely surprised that they're not, like, a large slice of the population at this resort but they were probably like in the crowd yeah yeah just like of the speaking parts we basically have grandma and avi and then many black people um oh he had like a friend that he called his christmas girlfriend uh who had like one of those light up christmas light necklaces that i got very excited about because they like weren't a real thing to me but then obviously matt's mother mailed them to us oh god oh black guy at the lodge black guy of black guy and white girl Yep, yes. The guests who are in the sleigh when they pick up Lindsay Lohan. Okay, hold on. Let me see how many that is. Raucously singing Jingle Bells. (laughs) The worst carol. Four. Not to be confused with Jingle Bell Rock. A good carol. Five, six, seven. Probably ten-ish people of color. Mostly not all that significant. Okay. What would you score this film? Oh, I didn't prepare this part. I knew I forgot something. Um, three? 
I know, I was also thinking three. I would go like maybe two, maybe three. It wasn't like so bad, but like would I ever watch it again? No, absolutely not. I will never watch this movie again. I've already forgotten it. No, and that is something that distinguishes it from some of the previous films. Like there are some I wouldn't watch again. Like I probably wouldn't watch like the holiday calendar one again. Oh yeah, no, that was bad. I forgot about that one, yeah. Um, That was more like dull. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this was ludicrous. I, this one was not as fun as like A Christmas Prince and like The Ilk, um, but it was also like not sweet enough to actually have like evoke any feeling. Yes, I wish I knew what we had scored the other ones. I'm going to guess that the other ones came in around like a four- yeah five ish yeah 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 the other ones had like i mean look all these plots are like thin on the ground but this one maybe had like the thinnest plot i mean and yet it was jam-packed yes with tropes remarkable really i was like surely they're not gonna add amnesia on top of like this meet cute and everyone's dead mom and like and yet i true i still want to know though where are they getting these writers from i would love to know i think it's the ai i think these are all aliases for the ai it's going to be awkward when I run into one of these people. <laughs> but we can tell them that we had a wonderful time watching their work. That's true. Th- that is true. All right. So two, let's say two or three um, fall magical gusts. Uh, two or three gigantic room keys. Two or three chestnut roasting Santas in disguise. Oh. Although very thinly disguised, I must say. He looked exactly like Santa. <laughs> Everyone in the market would have been like, that's Santa. Like, what was this man thinking? He could put on a hat. Sometimes he's clean shaven. But he wasn't here. He had a beard. He was very rosy cheeked. They did a good job. He's always rosy cheeked. Now I'm wondering if I'm wrong and he's never clean shaven. I think he always has his beard. You're probably right. I, I like I can't bear to go back and find out. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> two or three uh Valen Yagis later. Uh that's our first Christmas movie. What is our second gonna be? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what else Netflix has in store for us this year. Like, this can't be the only one of the season, right? I was hoping for another V-Hudge, but I see, you know, we're, we're on a break. Do you think we're going to get a good one this year? I don't know. I was hoping for a Christmas baby, so... A Christmas baby? Well, a Christmas prince, the baby. Oh, no, she had the baby. That movie happened. We watched it. Oh, my God. The I totally with forgot. The, with the fake Chinese people. <laughs> It was the fake Chinese people one. I forgot. It was the mystical nonsense. Maybe they're going to have baby two. Maybe, but what on earth will happen in that film? I don't They can always make shit up. All right. Well, and with that, thank you for listening, rejoining us after our hiatus. Um, we will be back next month with another holiday film, but we'll just have to wait and see what it'll be. Um, please follow us on our social media and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you.